So with Brand Miller, uh, Queer Mongol is the short film based on uh, kind of a, the gay pride parade in Mongolia. So it's really interesting from uh, the Western audience to kind of see the perspective of kind of an Eastern Asian kind of uh, population like a gay pride parade. So it's such a kind of fascinating story. And you got four characters and we see the journey with the 16 minute film. So I'm curious about kind of when you first thought, okay, this is a film. I'm going to go to Mongolia. I'm going to make this film. Like when did it all the pieces all come together for you? Yeah. Um, so that's a much longer story. I have actually been working with the queer community there for 16 years. Um, I studied abroad in Mongolia in college and did a project on that community. And then I went back on a Fulbright fellowship and I ended up doing this big multimedia exhibition about the very underground LGBTQIA community back then, which had to be faceless because it was too dangerous for people to show their identities. And I've gone back to Mongolia a few other times for various projects. And then um, the year I went to go shoot Queer Mongol, I was going to return because it was the 10 year anniversary of the exhibition I did there. And there'd been so much progress and there was a pride parade, which has only been around at that point, that was like the sixth or seventh year that it had been around. So it just feels like a story I'll be telling my whole life, kind of the progression of this movement and um yeah so this just feels like the next chapter of it so it's interesting that you kind of described that you were filming something like a couple decades ago where that you couldn't even show their faces mm -hmm. now it's it seems to be more obviously you're showing people's faces like that's in so it, it seems to be there's some some evolution happening in in the, in the culture totally uh there's been major progress uh there was not an LGBT center back then. Well, you know, I guess 13 years ago now. Um, and it kind of out of that exhibition back then, there was like kind of the beginning of this movement that was bubbling beneath the surface. And so there wasn't a community center. There certainly wasn't a parade. Um, so there's been a lot of progress and there's still a long way to go. So where did you find uh, the four, why did you kind of focus on the four characters and where did you, did you know them previously before you started filming? I knew Kush, I knew Ganod, um, and I knew Anura very well. So Anura, who, who was the refugee living in the Netherlands, we'd been collaborators for years and he really like, he was like, the founder of the movement and really pushed things forward. So I always knew he had to be a character. And when I found out he was in the Netherlands, I was like, oh my God, how could we make this without him? And it turns out the cinematographer was in Paris and was going to Amsterdam for pride. And his refugee camp was a few hours north of Amsterdam. So the cinematographer is like, just give me the interview questions and I can go shoot this. So that just like worked out really perfectly and then the other characters i wasn't sure that i had gone owed with someone i was interested because like she also has been such a such a powerful character in the movement for so many years so i met up with her and you know there are a few other people i met up with but i wasn't quite sure who the characters were going to be i was just going to allow that to reveal itself and then surin 
um, I just I met one of my first days back there at the LGBT center, and I loved the idea of having this uh, younger generation be part of it. So what ended up happening was I tried to really cover a spectrum of the queer experience in Mongolia regarding gender identity, sexuality, age. Um, yeah. So the, the interesting thing about like, cause you show the, the parade, cause it's almost like a setup. You're interviewing these four people kind of preparing for the, for the pride event. And then the last few minutes of the film, we kind of see the, the parade itself. So um, it would be curious if you filmed like 10 years from now, which you might even have that idea where we're how much that even the parade itself will kind of evolve and get more packed and get more busier and like and get the production value will be raised. And like it almost reminds me of like watching the gay pride parade in Toronto, like in the 80s. And then now yeah. it's like this huge multi-million dollar production, right? So and it's like it's almost like this, this, you could year by year, this is going to get in Mongolia. It's going to get bigger and bigger. I'm one will assume, I guess. Totally. Totally. Intro. Also something that the film does not show was, um, the fact that the parade was supposed to happen the week before, but then I think something in the government, they were like, no, you can't do it anymore because something else, something about permits, and they had to fight for the week and go to court in order to make it happen. And that's happened previous years before, too. They really give the center and the organizers of Pride a hard time in even doing this. Yeah. But, you know, they're permitted to because of the law, but it just they make it they make it difficult. They make it difficult. Like le legally, they, there's nothing they can do, but they'll like they'll throw red tape at it and try to, like, hold it back. Exactly. Completely. Yeah, it's unfortunate. That's a, that's a movie in itself, too. Right. So. Yeah. Did you have any resistance shooting uh, when you were there? Um, there were definitely people who did not want to show their faces. So um, that so there was resistance in that, like, I really had to just like respect people, you know, obviously, like people's safeties are at stake here. So there was resistance, just like certain individuals who did not want to just be on camera at all. Mm -hmm. So I had to be very aware of that. Um, but with our characters, they were just so open. Um, and I, I also do think the fact that I have this very, this long relationship with the place, you know, it felt like there was already a level of trust there. Mm -hmm um so you speak do you speak the language my mongolian is good enough for like you know very basic conversation okay. so i think there was like already a level of trust that was built um that you know made some of the resistance just a little bit lower and also just like as the storyteller i was as one of the storytellers i also was trying to take a little bit more of a back seat i think as a western white yeah. gay cis man telling this story of people in another country i'm in another country um i'm really learning about my role as a storyteller through that and something that over the years i'm like realizing more and more it's just like dropping in is the importance of me just stepping back and just you know not molding the story through my own lens and even not even the not even 
you know, having interviews that are fishing for the story I want to tell, but just allowing those voices and those stories to emerge naturally. And I'm just there to kind of capture it and mold it and try to like find the essence that's in there. So th that's an, such an interesting point, but I, I'm assuming, well, one of the characters uh, is going to loves the camera. You can tell him, I'm sure that she would there, she, there was no problem with filming her, but <laughs> totally. uh, I, I don't even know, <laughs> tell you, but the other ones were there, like, you, you want to like, like, as you just said, you want to like hold back, uh, who's the, the 20, the 21 year old, is it Sir Encore? Apologies if I got his yeah, name wrong. You can call, uh, you can call him Surin. Certain. So he was, he seems a little bit shy, you know, like, so was he harder to get to, to come out on the camera and like tell his story? They go by they. Um, Sorry, I apologize. They. Oh, no worries. No worries. So they, uh, yeah, totally. I felt like that, like, you know, just the more that I was able to just pull back and just like, just more like, guide like i felt like more of like a guide yeah. than like you know trying to fish for things because um yeah they were a little bit shyer around the camera but they were also just like so open and like when i was able to create that rapport they just like opened up and um there was such an authenticity and such like a spark in their eye which is actually what drew me to them yeah, it's because they they're like sort of such an interesting character because there's like his their their whole life is ahead of them, right? Like in terms of being an artist and totally he's in then they are uh <laughs> they're they're in coming into a different generation. Like they did they're not gonna have the same issue, they're gonna have issues, of course, but in conflicts within the culture and the country, but not like other characters in your film that you you, you filmed, right? Like they're it's going to be the path's going to be a little bit easier for them, I guess. One will assume. Totally, and what's so interesting, which we didn't really have like a chance to dive into so much in the film, it's alluded to during the theater scene. Like each generation in Mongolia, which is also depicted in the film, it is so different. So Mongolia was a satellite of the Soviet Union. So someone like Ganod and even Honor to a degree, they grew up under like. It was like Soviet yeah. back you know, in like the 60s, 70s, 80s. So that they come from that generation. And Kush is more of that like turning from, uh, from you know, communist to democratic. Mm -hmm. You know, he was born in the 80s. So it's really like that turn. And then Surin is the only one who was born under like this democratic free yeah. market Mongolia. Um, so all and also like born during a time when like they were probably five years old when that exhibition happened, well, maybe, maybe a little bit older than that, like seven or eight years old when this stuff was forming. So just like each generation, it's amazing. Like just the progress and the changes that are happening. Um, so I really also wanted to depict that through like the choice in characters, just like this changing Mongolia as well. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Like you, that's what that, you, like you. I'm just kind of pointing out that th thematically, you're telling the story, but you're not kind of being obvious about it. I'm just basically stating like how you kind of put pick the characters, and it's really kind of like the way you edited them around them too. You're kind of showing what you just described. I'm curious about the the funding. Who is funding the the center? Is any like how is that? How are they 
able to keep it going? I'm just curious about that. Yeah. So that's a great question. So I don't know. So it's definitely, they're funded by other organizations, mostly international. I know funding is an issue. I was just back in Mongolia in early September to premiere this at a film festival that at their queer film festival there. Oh, great. <laughs> and I was meeting with some of the folks at the LGBT center. We were out and I know that's like been, that's an issue and it's an ongoing issue. So they were coming up against some things. Um, so it's been mostly through like non international nonprofits. I don't know the status right now, but like, definitely that's something that they're always just working on and trying to find more funding is there like a is there like a uh, like a president or a leader of the organization who's that's their job yeah this, so there's a small there's a small team at the center um i don't want to like you say any false information but yeah. maybe there are four or five people who are full-time on staff yeah um and they just do the most amazing work for the youth there um last time i was there it was just like there was like 50 people who were probably like under 20 who were just like gathered in there so like they're really just like moving this story forward and just um and their focus is really on both the youth and also the arts yeah um they have all the they have like film festivals they have art exhibitions it's really about like bringing this creative energy into this movement, which is such a inspiring way to do activism. Yeah. They're, they're, they're safe. It's a, it's a place for, for them to be themselves and be safe, which is important, obviously. Right. Totally. And so then, then you have, so you have like, yeah, cause you, you the arts are in your film. Whereas we talked about certain, like the, an artist and then you have, is it Kush? Um, they're yeah. they're like a musician, so there's everybody, and then you have the performer. So you like everybody's in the arts. Everybody's kind of creating their their themselves, I guess. Completely, and that and that was like an a very kind of more subtle underlying thread I wanted to weave through it. They are all creative people, and I think just like queerness in general is inherently creative. You know, there aren't like predetermined or as many predetermined roles or rules we have to follow so that's like something that's just like a quality like a universal quality of being queer is like the way we can live our lives creatively and yeah. define our relationships creatively um so that was like just like more not i don't even want to say a thread it was more of just like a motif i wanted to just like be you know stewing around in there yeah, hundred hundred percent. They're doing doing like stage shows, their art shows, like you said, film festivals. It's it's amazing. It's like like I said, there's like a I like you know what I mean. It's almost like you said you have footage from like like fifteen years ago, footage now, footage yeah. in the future. You you'll you're, you you there's there's such an evolution that you're seeing in this culture, I guess, and it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate. It's so that. good. Thanks. So what did you think about, so we, uh, what did you think about the, our North American audience uh, and the feedback video? What did you, how did they say about your film? Yeah, I, it was, I get, it was like so wonderful to hear that react, the reactions. It was really such a treat because so far I'd really been focused, focusing on the Mongolian audience. Like I made, it was really important to, um, 
premiere it there and uh a little and also in the making of this initially we had a completely different rough cut and then i showed it to a few mongolian friends and i think the reaction wasn't as positive and in talking to folks i you know what i learned is that i was it, you know i think i kind of was telling the same old story of like oh look how hard it is to be you know lgbtqia in the developing world it's so hard here and like that's not what the story is it's so much more nuanced than that like people are also thriving and doing arts and just like wanting love and community um it's just a complex story so we like literally started from scratch my editor and i matt wilkinson and we started the whole thing from scratch and we we're just like you know what let's just like depict these characters and let the story present itself to us let's not even try to figure out the story as before let's just profile these people in their own voices showing their humanity and then like the story will emerge from that and it worked and folks in Mongolia loved it. So this like felt like it was the really the first time I was getting feedback from the folks in the West in gotcha. North America. And it was like, honestly, it made me like tear up. It was so exciting to also feel like it spoke to people here. Yeah, no, it does. And I think that that's what the, the, this is. This, this film has so much potential for the North American audience because it's showing that perspective, I guess. Right. Like it's it's showing that let's work if you're a community. We're not just a North American community. We're, I'm not, it's cliche, but I, we're a world community, right? So we, if we're going to help, we got to help here too. And then for you showing footage and showing these characters and showing the situation that we don't see, right? In North America, we, we're not, this is not on Netflix. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so it's, it's, I think it's a very important film in that regard. I appreciate that. Yeah. So it should like hopefully you'll submit the festivals and well you'll get some good uh, get some good showing because I think that it gets I think it's important because it's like it it also shows the mirror too where I kind of pointed out where like Toronto International Film Festival or L A uh, sorry Toronto uh, uh, Gay Pride Parade there it's like a multi million dollar sponsored like you know what I mean show it's a show now right yeah. like it's like millions have poured into the economy millions is poured in people make you know what I mean it's profitable. And it's and so you're you're seeing in Mongolia like they're just like yeah, I love the shot of the one officer you have like he's just, he's like walking down the street <laughs> right and then they're like yeah. then all of a sudden here comes the pride down the down the alleyway right so yeah and that's how it starts right that's that's the that's how it begins I guess right totally totally yeah I love that what you're saying. Yeah, no, it's a it's a great film. So I hope uh, you're. So you do you, you travel to Mongolia still? Like, what's your what's your plan? I'm just curious. Yeah. As a filmmaker. So I was just back there in August. Like as I said, I was there in August, and then we premiered it at. Uh, it was their Pride Festival, which ended in the film festival, um, on which was September 4th of this year, and it was like such it was such a beautiful moment. So the film festival is named after the exhibition that I worked with other folks on 13 years ago. And a lot of people didn't even know that, but it just felt like such like a full circle moment. Yeah. And like I said, this is just like a community that I'll be, you know, who I'll be working with my whole life and has 
really helped shape me into the artist and the storyteller that I am. Um, and it just, the, and the place itself, I'll, I feel such a deep connection to. So if I, if I had my choice, I'd go back there every year. Uh, my ultimate goal would be to turn this into a feature. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my ultimate goal. There's definitely a feature in this. Like you said, you get into the government, get into the politics of it and like the evolution. Yeah. There's hundred percent of feature in here in this film. Yeah. So that, that really is the goal and to spend, you know, a lot more time there just uh, developing this feature. All right. Well, congratulations on this film. So hopefully we'll, we can, let's talk again when either when it's in the future or when you make your next film. Okay. That sounds great. Thank you so much for this. Thanks. One, two, three, four, five, six.